and welcome to the Restaurant Podcast, where we speak to chefs and restaurateurs from across the eating out sector on the key issues of the day. I'm James McAllister, and today I'm joined by David Moore, the owner of beloved fine dining restaurant Peter Terre in London's Fitzrovia. David, thanks so much for taking the time to speak to me today. I mean, I wanted to begin by asking about the recovery of the restaurant sector. You know, businesses have begun reopening now, but how do you view their ability to bounce back following the lockdown? Well, our ability is almost impossible yeah. without the customers coming through the front door. Mm. On my way here today, I just um, I stopped at one of my local restaurants, Savoir Faire on New Oxford Street, where, you know, uh, I'm a from the school walk. She works as a waitress there long term. She's been in that restaurant about 12 or 14 years. And, and we're going to be popping in for lunch in the next couple of days. Mm. They had six customers on Saturday night yeah. Um, yeah, on opening on the opening night, six customers. Mm. That's a bustly little corner restaurant on New Oxford Street by Coptic Street mm. by the British Museum. That would be Rams. Yeah. Um, and, she, and she said, we've hardly got a booking all week. Really? Uh, you know, uh, I, I, there are just destinational spots, and, and I'm hoping, you know, like I can see across the road even now, Rocker have they're, they're, they're doing. They seem to be very busy over the weekend. Mm. Um, there are certain styles of restaurant that people uh, go out of their way for, but the the, the, um, the market that our industry is so diverse. There's so many different restaurants that require different. It's it's that kind of like it's the touristy footfall. Yeah. Um. In the in the West End, mm. uh, we're not going to see that. And I'm, okay, so the quarantining has been stripped back for fifty or sixty countries, whatever. Yeah. But we don't see. We're not going to see any long haul. We're not going to see the the crowds of American tourists that we'd normally see or the Chinese. Yeah. Um, our ability to bounce back is is only as as much as we have customers coming through the door. Mm. And of course, I mean, I, I mean, I know that for now, Peter Ter has not reopened. Um, no. That was, I mean, was there ever a thought in your mind that you would try and reopen after they announced the reopening date, or were you always planning on? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was like, so through the the, the whole sort of lockdown period has it, it's been it's been really really hard because yeah. the first four weeks. I think I was suffering from some sort of you know, mental depression. Mm. I just kind of like yeah. I just couldn't I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And and then I then I sort of like get myself a brushing down and get on with this. And we started on uh, looking at our vegan concept, mm. doing the home delivery. Um, and when we got the date, I thought, okay, great. And then I just started to get I started to get really anxious about second wave. Mm. Um, I mean, we are—we've got money in the bank. I think we're probably in a, in a better position than a lot of businesses. Yeah. Been very cautious over the years, and we've got—we've got assets like I've got wine reserves that are on the market now mm. to help fund. Um, but I just started to really think, looking at the numbers, the biggest worry is a second closure. Yeah. Um, so. Then I kind of thought, well, how is it best to open? And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to sit and wait. I'm going to, I'm going to watch and see what works, what doesn't mm. work, what people are doing well, what people, what people are falling foul off. Mm. I, we still don't really understand track and trace, which is yeah. a massive worry. Mm. Um, if I get the call, Mr. Jones, last night, table two, 
uh, obviously we have to hand over all the the data mm. uh, on on who possibly who was in everybody that was in the restaurant. I don't know, or but at the very least, everybody that was on his table. Yeah. But what happened to my staff? Yeah. Um, all the floor staff that have interacted with that guest. Um, do I have to send them home? Mm. So I don't have I don't have two teams. I don't have. I'm coming back from. <laughs> from the first from a lockdown where the restaurant has been closed for four months mm. I'm streamlining my team keeping it as tight as possible yeah. and then I've got to send them all home and do I send them home for a week is it seven days 14 days or will the government have some very clever overnight testing mm. so I can have them either in or out of work depending on their COVID-19 status but I, at the moment I've just got there's too much angst of course and and that is really about the second wave and the second closure. Mm. And I think, I fear a second closure we would not come back from. Mm. And I mean, how, 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 should I assume then that you have also begun, in terms of measuring the restaurant and stuff like that, has that all already been done? Is that is the floor, so to speak, put ready to go? Uh, well, we've got the decorator in at the moment, oh, okay. taking advantage. Yes, of course. Uh, I, I know what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. We have 14 tables, um, and in our small dining room at the front room, mm. where we normally have four tables of two yeah. uh, or, or a larger group, we're going to have three tables of two, and, and that will work nicely. Yeah. In the back room, we have a lot of fixed seating, so mm. now we can't just remove it. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a couple of spots where we will have some attractive, I don't know, maybe perspex, maybe floral arrangements. I don't know, something yeah. that something that breaks up a couple of tables. Mm. And I'm going to remove two tables from the back room. So we'll go down from 14 tables to 11 tables. Mm. And um, that, I feel, creates the distance on each table. But yeah. it's not so much the table, the distancing at the tables, it's... It's the toing and the throwing. Yeah. It's the customers coming through. We have a tight bottleneck mm. um, service area that all the customers have to walk through. Yeah. And there's no way around that. Um, so, and, and it's a point where there'll be a member of staff on his touch screen. Um, and and yeah, that's another worry, wiping down the touch screen yeah. every five minutes. It's incredible. So we've been working on lots of. We've got all our risk assessments, and we've taken on board some professional advice and help on that, mm. uh, just to you know, make sure that the paper trail is there. And um, I think it's more for staff to have a, a greater sense of safety, so mm. that they see that we, as a company, are, are, are doing things. And I mean, how's I mean, but, I mean, would you would you consider? I know you've got these uh, these vegan. Um, meals that you've been doing at the moment would you consider retaining a delivery arm once the restaurant reopens is that something that you're thinking about at the moment or is this is this just a stopgap while the restaurant is closed it's two things um the guys the sorry uh, the guy that we have in helping us yes uh he's he's been finding some great new ideas Mm. uh so we've got some very clever improvements to our vegan offering that's, mm. that's number one that's going to feed back that's we're going to have a positive there mm. and yes i would like to see the um the pied vegan brand mm. uh, it may not be pied vegan we may change that but mm-hmm. currently we're calling it pied vegan yeah um home delivery it would be something that i i would love to see going out seven nights a week mm. 
we're, we're starting up with the Uber this week. Um, okay. See if we can get some sales there. We've been generating ourselves to our own newsletter yeah. um, and PR. So, uh, yeah, we've got to push on with that. And, and I think you know, we've got to grab some sort of positive from this very sorry state of affairs. Yeah. How's the re- I mean, how's the response been to the vegan boxes? It's, it's, uh, people love it. Yeah. It's, um, yes, yeah, we've... Uh, I think when we started off, it, we didn't dress it up enough. Mm. Um, and we had one or two comments, and then we, then we suddenly bought some nice coloured tissue, we had some more stickers made and yeah. made it a bit more branded. Um, but the food is very, very well received, mm. and it's, um, I'd say, 80% non-vegan buying it. Oh, really? And there's an awful lot of gifting as well. Mm. We, we see, you know, bought by one person to be delivered to another, and it's, yeah. you know, uh, can we put a happy birthday note in there? Can we say congratulations or yeah. happy anniversary? Would Would you ever, if you were to carry them on, would you ever consider extending the range, or will you just double down and focus on the ve- on it being a vegan offering? I the comment from one of our uh, very nice regulars who said that the, one of the dishes at the weekend would have been so much improved with a slice of foie gras. <laughs> 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 I can't help agreeing with him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Watch that space. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I- we, we we could do. Yeah, and I mean, in terms that you were saying that you know that there's been you, there's been lots of development through the vegan. Uh, the vegan boxes. I mean, in terms of when you look to reopen, reopening. I mean, has there been any development of your menu at all? Like, have you been used? Has this downtime been used? Like, has Asamakis been using oh, the yes, time yes. to? So we are going to have a completely new menu. Yeah. Um, and and that is not just what's on the menu; it's how the menu is displayed. And mm. um, we, you know, it, as a sort of like standard restaurant, we would probably have mid twenties in terms of dishes that we would have available here. Yeah. Six starters, main courses, desserts. Um then we would have you know, we would have had all sorts of daily specials and things that have been going on. Mm. We're gonna have ten ten dishes when we mm. reopen. So we have a ten course tasting menu. Mm. And if you if you have everything, you, you can have everything. Mm. At lunchtime you'll be able to order two or three dishes at the usual £33 for lunch. Yeah. Um, portions. You can't expect to get big portions at £33, but yeah. you'll get it. You'll get, you'll get lunch. Mm. You know, well balanced. If you want to have a la carte and you want to have bigger dishes, then you can you can pay the old a la carte price of uh, 65 mm. And you can choose from the dishes, from those 10 dishes. Mm. Um, there'll be, I guess, two meat and a fish that are really obvious good main course ideas mm. um, so those 10 dishes are going to inform what we do which means that we're going to have half of the chefs that we used to have you know, we mm. need to, we have to have half of the chefs that we used to have just for distancing in the kitchen Yeah. so how do we do that maintain the quality yeah. so we do that by, by having them actually prepare fewer dishes and do you think customers will come back to fine dining? Or do you fear you may have to pivot your offering in some way? Well, I, I don't see that the pandemic is going to bring any improvement to fine mm. dining. That that would be things that we would take away as, uh, as takeaways and say, yeah, oh, that was, that's something we've learned to do really well. Yeah. Um, 
But you know, we will get through this and we will have to morph slightly in what we do and pivot to creating this sense of safety for our clientele. Mm. Uh, I think people will come back to fine dining. Yeah. Well, I hope they don't actually, they'll still, people will still have a 50th to, to celebrate. Yeah. And hopefully they'll think, you know, oh, you know, Peter Ter's been around for 30 years. Mm. Um, I think we could we can rely on them to to, to think about you know, what's the right way of doing things. Um, mm. I think you need to rely on old favourites and support them. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be here at the end of it. And you know, fine dining, I worry more for restaurants that have, certainly anybody that's got a buffet, yeah, concept um, is going to struggle big time, and I think people sharing plates. Mm. Um, we were out on Saturday night having we uh, we, we were in Blandford Street, mm. um, actually sitting outside Le Tripier uh, on the doorstep of Roganic, yeah, <laughs> having having a meal from Farouche the Lebanese, mm. and we were all like oh, really conscious about double dipping in the baba ganoush yeah, and, of course, yeah. and the hummus. Mm. Um, and we decided oh, what we'll do is we'll break bread and we'll, we'll dip with the bread mm. but there was a conversation about how we're going to do this yeah uh, so I think a restaurant that um, specialises or, or main part of its menu mm. is sharing plates that's going to be difficult and of course David I mean last year Peter Ter underwent a series of renovations the installation of the chef's table, for example, and you were talking about how this was a bid to broaden the restaurant's revenue streams ahead of its 30th birthday in 2021. I mean, do you expect these new additions to be popular with customers in the months ahead, particularly while social distancing continues to be enforced? We have now three private spaces, yeah, um, and I think they're going to do, people will be asking about those. So if you're a family coming out on a Saturday night and You've got somebody who's uh, over six, somebody that needs to be cocooned within the family. Yeah, yeah they, they can come to you know, the, the second floor private dining room. Yeah. They can dine in the first floor kitchen. <clears throat> and we have a room on the ground floor as well. Perfect. So I think private dining in these spaces, the, the investment in changing this from a bar mm. to a dining space, definitely worth it. And, um, we will get back to doing the things that we wanted to do in here. Yeah. Which we you know teaching people how to you know, we've we've got all the classes up on the website on the gifting page. Mm. Uh, you can you can pay for a master class and pasta, the viching, yeah. butchery. We have the big hook here where we hang the deer, mm. um, and and you learn how to break it down. Yeah. And it's a bit macho, <laughs> uh, but but they're all they're all great fun. We, we've got cocktail master classes as well, yeah. not just food. So yeah, th- those revenue streams. Um, they had started, mm. um, and they were doing okay. Yeah. Uh, we were getting, uh, I was doing a weekly wine supper club mm. up here with um, up to eight guests. Yeah. With our guest wine suppliers, yeah. um, we we've had you know, more than a dozen dinners where we've had eight people who have been having the chef cook for them, and that's a biggie, because that's £165 a head. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I see Matthew's cook, so he does about 20 small dishes mm. here, right in, right in front of the customers, and it's it's, it's great theatre, really, mm. really lovely. And it's a fantastic space. 
that was the restaurant podcast thanks for listening and join us next time Thank you.